coming up on tonight's episode of the Goldilocks Zone. It's part two of our well-balanced breakfast discussion. We have more breakfast foods to talk about, including juice, coffee, and tea, and a lot more really great breakfast topics. We also have some fun questions, and we decide what is a well-balanced breakfast. It's a great episode of the Goldilocks Zone, and we're going to start it again right now. You're entering the Goldilocks Zone, episode number eight, recorded March 31st, 2015. Part two of a well-balanced breakfast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Goldilocks Zone, the show so nice we recorded it twice. I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined by Mr. Breakfast himself. It is Matt Mariani, sir. How are we doing this evening? Well, I still can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, Matt, I think our audience can laugh with us, and I think we can tell them the hilarious story of how Matt and I sat down and recorded about 25 minutes of the most amazing podcasting I personally had ever heard. Um, and then I looked up on my screen and noticed I didn't record a single minute of it. <laughs> it, it may be the single greatest mistake I've ever made in my life. So done I, I goofed good. Um, <laughs> so the amazing episode that never was. Yeah. Our lost episode. Right. Uh, but you at home are not going to lose out. I promise because we are, we have, these are new topics. We, we are going to be fresh reactions. This is not old rehash stuff. It's going to be good. I promise. Uh, and we're going to start tonight by some with some feedback from last week's episode our super fan colby tweeted us while listening to last week's show and he had two important points i thought it was worth talking about on the show the first being is that eggs are an important cornerstone of breakfast and i think we both agreed on this um it's not breakfast without eggs yeah uh, i like i like the eggs uh in my breakfast eggs are pretty good but there was another comment that went with Mr. Colby's response and it had to do with the sausage issue that we brought up on the previous show and I do not believe he shared my affinity for the sausage patty. Now, oh, he liked the links. I got to say I really like the links too and um more often than not if I if I'm given the choice probably would go for the links but I just think that there should be some love for the patty as well because I think that the patty's highly underrated. Uh, it's much more of a better option for you to put in that uh, egg, cheese, and sausage sandwich and uh, or, or your omelet, anything like that. But I think we can both agree if you have a sausage link, makes it a lot easier to take your bacon and wrap it around <laughs> that sausage link. You know what I'm saying? I think that's exactly right. Ba uh Pork on pork. I love it. Put a little uh, butter on it, too. Yeah. Well, to, to me, the patty versus link thing is a case-by-case -case basis. If I'm having, like, a breakfast sandwich, you're going to go with the patty. If you're having just, like, bacon and eggs, and, you know, I think a link would go well with that. So, you know, case-by-case -case basis. But we thank Colby and all the fans. Please tweet at us at Goldilocks Show. If you're listening to the show, pause it and send us your opinion because we might talk about it on the show. Um, I also want to quickly talk about last week's question. So, as usual, we posed out this question. Uh, outside of milk, what other liquids would you add to your breakfast cereal? Uh, now, I will go first. I thought long and hard about this for the entire week. I had no idea what I was going to say. Um, because knowing you, Matt, you were going to upstage me with some crazy thing that 
you, you know, motor oil, who knows? I thought about it. I think I came up with a good one. My pick would be apple cider. I think that is a good choice because A, apple is a great universal breakfast. B, it's not apple juice, right? It's apple cider, which is going to be a little heartier. And I think with something like an Apple Jacks, I think you're going to knock breakfast out of the park. I agree with that. Unfortunately, it's it's hard to recreate my amazed reaction <laughs> I had in our in our. He was floored. You, take take our word for it. <laughs> I was, and I even I believe I gave you one of these. Round of applause. Yes, I think that idea is excellent. I think apple cider and cereal is a fantastic idea. I think you can put um. You can put it in pretty much any cereal, but it, I guess it benefits more from the nuttier, uh, sort of weedier, grainy cereals. Um, and you can put even add raisins. You can add cinnamon to it a little bit. And if you're having it for dinner or an after work snack, you can even put some uh, alcoholic cider in there and really have a fun time getting drunk off your cereal. I would definitely try that. I just might. I think that's great. Now, Matt, what was uh, what was your uh, your your breakfast ad my breakfast edition uh i i think that's a rather unconventional addition to cereal i went with um iced coffee iced coffee particularly the mocha flavor of iced coffee that you get in the big carton um and you pour that in any cereal i think it would it, it, it makes it taste great i've had it many times before um works best with cheerios uh, with maybe some slice some banana in it as well, and of course you got to have your coffee and you got to have your uh, iced coffee in the cereal. You got to have them both because you're a busy, busy worker, be, and you got to get to work. Caffeine. Well, let me ask you a fresh question: uh, Have you ever tried it with hot coffee in your cereal? No, I have not. That's insane. <laughs> I think that's something an insane person would do. You're like, that's too far, Sean. You went too far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I haven't. But if anybody at home dares to venture those waters, please let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear your, your experience. Yeah, hot coffee. Maybe we should challenge the viewers. You know, if you send us videos, I can play them on the show. So take take the the mysterious breakfast liquid challenge uh, and put some, some apple cider or some iced coffee in your cereal and shoot a video of you eating it and send it to us. And we'll put it on the show. You know what? I'll even say this. If you do that, I will send you a prize. How's that? Good. For, I was just going to suggest that people like that, they deserve a prize. And we'll get you, I don't know, posters or T-shirts or, or, or keychains. We'll get them something. But first, we'll limit it to two. But send us your video of you doing the, the funky liquid breakfast challenge, and we'll send you a prize. Preferably it's a prize that they can't use to hurt themselves or others with because these are probably dangerous people we're dealing <laughs> They're with. They're psychotic. People that are willing to put hot coffee in there. Maybe we can get them like a special uh, bowl and, and spoon set or something. I don't know. We'll come up with something. <laughs> uh, I think that sounds great. Well, uh, sounds glad we could have that discussion. We'll have another question at the end of the show, and I think it's a pretty good one. Uh, but before we get to that, we have to do part two of our breakfast. So last week we talked through some, I think it was like 11 or 12 different breakfast food topics. We did our over-under appropriate rapid-fire style. Uh, well, that was my list, Matt. This week it's your turn, and you have a list of items uh, that we are going to go through and talk about. You're in the driver's seat. Why don't you take us away? All right, so let's butter up the engines and not jam on the brakes, or we'll be toast for oh! this breakfast topic. Boom. I made work the trifecta. Loved I it. it together. I put it together. Spot on. All right. So our first option, we have uh, – we're going to go to 
um, coffee slash tea. All right. So under over appropriate, we're going to turn it over to you, Mr. Sean. Coffee slash tea. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to take each of these individually. I think coffee is so difficult to work through. Because it is so – I think it is by far the, the, the sort of number one of breakfast. I think it is your de- – if you think of breakfast, 99.9% of the time you're going to think of coffee. I think that's sort of a default, a breakfast standard, um, which is why it is so difficult to describe and talk about and narrow into a single topic because it is everywhere, literally everywhere. You can't turn around and not get a cup of coffee. So – I'm going to just take the easy route out and I'm going to say appropriate. And I think, I I think it's fair mostly because I feel like there are times when it's over, overvalued, overrated, uh, especially when you get to some of the, the super, 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 super craft barista coffee people. And, you know, coffee is meant to be enjoyed, not sniffed and, and swirled like a fine wine. But I also think there are times where you're really going to underrate it. And, you know, you just have your generic off brand Keurig cup, you make in, in a giant size so it's watered down and you throw in sugar and flavored creamers and whipped cream and all this crazy stuff so i just think coffee it's so difficult to pin down because it's so diverse but i will say unequivocally that i think it is appropriately rated and i think it is the the sort of pinnacle the at the top of the pyramid of breakfast in terms of tea i actually really think tea is underrated Uh, i'm not a tea drinker personally but i feel like what we really need is a hot alternative to coffee for breakfast um, because pe- some people just don't like coffee uh, or especially some of the caffeine of coffee as well. Um, I think tea makes a really great alternative. I just think it's been overshadowed a lot by coffee um, and I don't think that's fair and I think that will change. I feel like m- like most trends, coffee is going to spike and then stay somewhat popular but kind of teeter off a little bit and I think that's where tea is going to swoop in and sort of take over some of that market and pick up people who's like, I've had too much coffee. I'm sick of coffee. I want something else here. Try tea. I also think tea has a very high, um, craft market potential more so than a lot of things. I think coffee is so ubiquitous. It's difficult to find the craft niches of it. Um, but I feel like tea is really built for that because you have so many varieties and so many flavors and, and you can really be specific about how you make it. Um, so I really think tea is ready for a renaissance, and I think tea could tea could do really well. So I think it's underrated, and I think it's ready for for a comeback, especially against coffee. So that's my little mini rant on on coffee and tea, Matt. Where what what where, uh, what about you? All right. So real quick, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say that coffee for for the purpose of this show. I mean, I think we can talk about coffee for days. Uh, we could even do a whole episode devoted to coffee. Oh, um, Matt, Matt, you got something in your eye, buddy. Oh, see, this is why people need to watch the video version because you don't get to see Matt being hilarious on camera, suggestively winking. <laughs> um, the coffee for for the purposes of this episode, I'm just going to go into the the niche brand uh, breakfast coffee, breakfast tea, and I think both of those things, breakfast coffee and breakfast tea, are highly overrated. I would say that just because if you do a Pepsi challenge test with me. You give me a, a, a cup of, of the uh, breakfast coffee and a cup of the regular coffee. So I've never drank from um, either of those uh, uh, brands before. Um, I'm going to say that I probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference right off the bat, and I don't think most people would. 
Um, and I just think it's it's kind of overrated. You, coffee is coffee, and tea is tea. Uh, one thing that does freak me out a little bit, though, is um, those people that put milk in their tea. There are a lot of them. Yeah. It's, it's a fairly popular thing to do, and it never really liked it. Never really understood why people did it. Huh. Tea is a... Uh, it's like putting milk in grass. It's like a, it's like a grass. I don't know. It's weird. I think it's kind of odd. I just drink my tea plain. Maybe sometimes with a little bit of lemon. I don't know. All right. Moving down the list. Our next option. OJ. And I don't He's mean... innocent. He's <laughs> innocent. The juice is loose. The juice. Oh, you're talking about orange juice. The breakfast beverage. I am, of course, talking about the breakfast beverage and not the... Uh, Potential convict. No, well, I guess I guess now he player is beloved actor, Orenthal J. Simpson. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but of course, the the beverage he was named after—that is what we were talking about on our breakfast show, the orange juice. Uh, and I'm going to go first on this one. I'll take the uh, I'll take the first sip, and I'm going to say orange juice is highly, highly. Highly underrated. What? Underrated beverage. You're kidding. The thing about orange juice is it's so good for you. It's such a healthy drink. But yet so many people don't drink it. They don't pick orange juice right away. They buy a lot of, I guess, milk. They have milk with their breakfast or they have tea. But orange juice is, is, is starting to lose. I think it's starting to lose a little bit of something of popularity. I think orange juice is great. Sometimes you can even use it to cook with. It's like I'm saying, you can put it into pork chops, or if we're going to stay with the breakfast idea, you can put it into the batter of a pancake and put some orange shavings, and you have a very good orange pancake. That's a recipe I recommend to some people out home if you want to make an orange pancake. Um, but yeah, the orange juice has a lot of a lot has a lot going for it, and I don't think people really understand the potential. Your take, Sean? Yeah, I mean, I I sort of go the other direction, and I'm not – listen, orange juice is plenty healthy. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I really have a problem with how commoditized orange juice has become. I feel like in the same way we look at coffee today, and most of the time coffee is coffee is coffee, right? Dunkin' Donuts has made coffee ubiquitous, and it just tastes like what it tastes like, and there's no no oomph to it uh, for the most part. I feel like orange juice has really become that. 99% of the orange juice on the shelf is flavored with high fructose corn syrup and has orange dye in it. And, you know, it's – I even question legitimately how healthy orange juice still is today. I'm sure some of it is, but um, I I just feel like orange juice has really lost its luster. And then that brings me to my second point, which is I think we give OJ way too much of the juice market for breakfast. I feel like there are so many other – really great juices um, from your kind of predictable apple and, and, and maybe grape, but you have things like cranberry and blueberry. And I mean, there's so many different kinds of juices Um, and they all have intrinsic health benefits. Some are more different than others, but on some level they're all relatively healthy. Um, And I just feel like there's uh, OJ isn't necessarily bad. I just think we need to be more diverse in our breakfast juices and really come up with, um, a good mix of all the different kinds. So I, I think it's it's a little overrated. I, I love OJ. I will continue to drink OJ, but um, let, let's not have it be the end of the juice discussion. I, I think there's more to be had there. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. A lot of the times, um, you don't really know what you're drinking, especially if you're going to get it at a diner. Uh, you can get it out of a soda dispensary, and they can they put all it's kinds gross. of syrup, it's artificial syrup. crap in there. Um, yeah, so all right, I, I I'll buy it. I'll buy your argument on it. Today. Um, moving on. <laughs> Our next topic that we have to um, contend with here today, we have grapefruit. The uh, Actual breakfast. This is uh, where I think I hit kind of a snag because I, I don't really know. I can't remember a time when I had bre- gra- grapefruit for breakfast. Is is grapes is grapefruit mainstream enough for us to be talking about? I don't know. I, like, feel, I feel like, like it crumpets. Mainstream. Like when we tried crumpets last week, like, yes, yeah. it's technically a breakfast food, but is it really? Grapefruits were totally mainstream like 40 years ago. I don't even know the last time anyone I know anyone who bought a grapefruit. I'm going to say they're underrated. I think I think it's an underrated thing because not a lot of people like it, so it must be good. I mean, that's my sure verdict. On I mean, if someone offered me grapefruit, I'd have some. I just it's not something I would like be at a store and be like, oh shit, grapefruit! Like, yeah, like I, just it's <laughs> it's just kind of weird. It's in a kind people of people fill it up with cheese, like you put cottage cheese. I've inside seen that. I've seen that? I do not. Well, all right. So what what about cottage cheese? You like cottage cheese? I don't. Yeah, see, I don't like cottage cheese. I don't really care for cottage cheese. No. Grapefruits are weird. Can, is that a, can that be like a fourth category? Under, over, appropriate, or just, just weird? Just plain weird. Yes, I, I That's the little category I'm going to put the grapefruit. It's a weird breakfast. Although it is healthy, just like the orange juice. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think fruit in – I don't know if this is on your list, but I think fruit in general – um, I think is an underrated breakfast concept. Uh, you know, I know where I work, we have a cafeteria on site in our building and um, they have breakfast. And usually most mornings for breakfast, I get fruit salad. Um, and I, you know, not, not on purpose, but I just don't eat a lot of fruit in my life like most Americans. Um, but having the fruit salad in the morning, I actually prefer that to having individual pieces of, of fruit. Um, I think the fruit salad kind of adds a lot of dimension. Uh, if it's made right, Right, honeydew yeah. is by far the worst part of a fruit salad. It is a joke. See, so many people say that it's so filler, Matt. It's that. filler. I, I like honeydew. It's I'm, cheap. A, I'm a honeydew supporter. No, that's like supporter. That's I like, like saying the best part of a birthday cake is the cake. No, oh, the frosting's the by, best. Part. It's by no means, and I do. I disagree. I like the cake better. But now it's it's so. I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go, I'm not a crazy person who will go out and say, yeah, honeydew is the best. No, it's not the best. It's not the best part of the fruit salad. But I think that it's a, it's a, it deserves its fair shot. Okay, it, I, I would miss it. If the honeydew was not involved in a fruit salad, I would miss it. All right? What's worse than honeydew, though? Like, rank, rank your fruit salad fruits. What's worse than Blueberries. honeydew? Blueberries are worse. Yeah, They're so right. small. They, it's hard. It's so hard to fit them on a fork. And they're very no. different than all the other fruits. And they're so different. Yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, yeah, no, I no blueberries. Fair. No yeah, blueberries right. and fruit salad. Agree on that. Okay. All right. So we got fruit, grapefruit slash fruit out of the way. Done. Now we're gonna go. We're gonna move down the the uh, list to an old time southern favorite biscuits. <sighs> biscuits for breakfast. You ever have a biscuit for breakfast? You know, I, that's what I'm trying to think of the last time I would have had a biscuit for breakfast. I've had biscuits and I've had breakfast, but <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had them at the same time. How about an egg McMuffin? No. That's a biscuit. 
No, because usually, okay. usually we talked about this on the version no one will ever see. But I tend to do bagel breakfast sandwiches. Uh, okay. I never, I very rarely do it on a biscuit or an English muffin or anything like that. Um, I think. Honestly, I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it's underrated. I like biscuits. I, I have no problem with biscuits, but it's underrated for me personally because it's never been offered. So it's got to be yeah. underrated, right? It's, it's not like they're shoving them down my throat. So, uh, you know, if I went to a – you know, and I, I will say, and I don't know if toast is on your list, but uh, I, I won't jump too far ahead. But uh, if I go to a restaurant and I get breakfast, you know, they always give you toast. I usually say no toast because I usually don't eat the toast. Not that I don't like it. I just don't eat it. But if they offered me a biscuit – I might actually get a little more excited. That's very unique because <laughs> everywhere else offers you toast. So I, I really think biscuits are, are underrated. I think that's something people should do more. Biscuits Only if they're good biscuits, biscuits though, because you can make yeah. really shitty biscuits. That's right. I want a nice, good biscuit, but yeah, that sounds great. What do you think? Red Lobster makes the best biscuits. Well, okay. I'm not going to go that far. Of all time. They make good biscuits. Their biscuits are awesome. Popeyes are close second. They make They make the best Seafood fast casual chain restaurant biscuits. It's a pretty specific <laughs> it's line of like them and them. Yeah, I can't. Long John Silver's? I've never been to one. Maybe. <laughs> I guess they probably have biscuits. Um, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll. I'll agree with you. I think that biscuits as a breakfast item are severely underrated. I, I put them on this list mainly to bring up the fact that. Um, they're a very tasty, probably less healthy alternative to the muffin uh, for breakfast. Um, they're also uh, pretty relatively easy to make if you're going to like get the pre-made biscuits. And even if not, if you have the time, they're, they're not that hard to put together. Uh, nice homemade country biscuits. They are delicious and they are guaranteed to go quickly off your table if you have uh, are entertaining guests for brunch. Um, so that's biscuits. Also, side note, very good if you add some fruit to them, like a la blueberry. Oh, with like a little like uh, cream cheese or something? Yeah, cream cheese. You could do cream Sounds cheese good. and blueberry. You could do cream cheese and strawberry. Now, I, I, I feel like I keep hijacking the show, but I keep thinking of new breakfast things. Is crepes on your list? Crepes are not on my list, but they definitely should be. And matter of fact, let's we could, we could just talk about them next. Let's jump Crepe. in. I, I mean, it's... Because cause I'm thinking about biscuits, and I'm like, oh, fruit and a little cream cheese, but I'm like, but that sounds better on a crepe. Mm-hmm. Okay, crepes. You have the floor. Oh, okay. Um, I never eat crepes for breakfast. I wish I did. Uh, I think it's it's one of those, you know, we talked a lot last week, like, pancakes are super easy to make. You just whip up some batter and pour it on. And I feel like a crepe is, like, really, like, whoa. Okay, hold the phone. Like, I cannot handle that. Uh, if there were a crepery down the road, I would go there and have some. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I think crepes really talk well to the versatility aspect we've talked a lot about on the last two shows because you can do everything from sweet and savory crepes, breakfast crepes. Uh, you know, you, you do have some options. Um, they, they've got that sort of buttery thing going for them that you really like at breakfast. Um, yeah, I think if if someone should make like a frozen – do they make frozen crepes like you microwave and then you have crepes? Because I'd buy that. I don't know. Like, oh my god! Imagine I'm like pre-stuffed, I, and that's like a hot say. pocket. Yeah, I like that idea though. They they might be a little bit hard to freeze because yeah. they're very thin. They might break easily. Maybe that's the only thing I can think of that stopped people from making them so far. I think toaster strudel should think about maybe making a line toaster of crepes. crepes. Toaster crepes sold. Uh, they are yeah. very easy. 
Yeah, so I I think they're uh, I definitely think they're underrated. I think people should really, at least in America, I think people should really take crepe seriously. But not just at breakfast. I think crepe should be more of a mainstream uh, yeah. across the board. Embrace the crepe. The the best part about crepes, I would say, and and I'm gonna also I'm gonna follow you and say it's underrated. I think that so many people don't realize that you can embrace the savory side of crepes. See, crepes could be sweet. A lot of people know them as you put you put a the item you put butter on, or, or uh, rather fruits and Nutella is Nutella big on crepes. Really, really popular Nutella, uh, banana spreads, peanut butter, but you could make savory crepes too. Chicken. I over just over the weekend, I was at a creperie and I had a buffalo chicken crepe Ooh. with a blueberry, uh, a blueberry, a blue cheese uh, dressing over. It was very good. Um, so you can do things like that. I've had pulled pork crepe. I've had uh, a lot of crazy things on a crepe, man. There, there's so much you can do with a crepe. Crab meat on a crepe. You can put uh, uh, like a, a seafood salad kind of thing. I've had that on a crepe before. Um, man, I want with, a crepe. Yeah. Book up Yelp creperies in your area. <laughs> yeah, in, in the oh. scenic hills of the Berkshires. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they could spell crepe. No, no offense to, to, to the fine folks of the pit. Uh, Pittsfield, sorry. Um, yeah, no, crepes are great. I'm going to say they're underrated. And uh, there's a lot of room for the crepe business to continue its expanse and eventual takeover. Domination, yes. The dethrone the bagel <laughs> in, in breakfast. That's another part of the conversation that no one will ever get to hear. Cause it's on our lost episode. <laughs> we, we can talk about bagels if you want to if you want to talk about them no i think that i think that uh buttery round ship has sailed my friend fair enough so what's next so next on our list we have donuts donuts hmm. so we're going to talk about donuts because i realized we did not we somehow overlooked that last week and donuts are an important breakfast um so I'm going to take the, the reins first on this one. I'm going to say that the donut is overrated. I'm going to say it's overrated because, I mean, you have, you have Dunkin' Donuts, right? And Dunkin' Donuts is the purveyor of donuts and bagels, very cheap, very uh, affordable, very accessible here on the East Coast. Um, I think that the donut market is so – there's such a potential there for people to – to make new crazy awesome donuts make using different kinds of dough like you can have a rye donut or like a millet donut or like a you, like you, the um little poppy seeds you, you might put on a bagel put those on a donut like just things like that uh salt donut maybe stuff the donut with uh peanut butter just some ideas and nobody seems to be willing to do that i don't know I'm going to say overrated because the donut has fallen into the same camp as the bagel, the mainstream breakfast. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's been commoditized, right? And it's it's the same everywhere. It's like it's like a cheeseburger, right? Where McDonald's will make you the same one in Minnesota as it makes you in Minnesota. But it, it's 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 commoditized and that takes out a lot of the uniqueness and a lot of the flavor and a lot of the excitement. And it just becomes a thing you eat. And that's the worst thing you can be, um, especially if we're talking about 
how things are rated, uh, you know, if you just become a standard, that's not going to work in your favor. Um, I think, I think baked goods are very tough to talk about when it comes to breakfast because it is an entire, when I, when I think about a lot of the things we talk about, I think about what is it like outside the home and was it like in the home? Because those are very different. We talked about home fries in a show no one will ever hear. And one of the big points to that was home fries are really great in, out of the home in a restaurant or a diner. Difficult to make at home. And they're not, you never quite get the same experience. Muffins, you can buy outside the home. You can try to make in the home. But I, I feel like a donut is going to be very difficult for your average person to do at home. Especially in, in a unique and quality way. And because they can't do that, they then have to go out of the home and they go to a Dunkin' Donuts and they get a really mediocre donut. And I feel like that really takes away from it. I feel like the breakfast food you can make at home, like a muffin, has a much stronger chance of becoming unique and interesting and homemade and fresh and all these sort of things we look for in a breakfast food. The things that are harder to make, like a bagel or a donut, you're going to go outside the home for and you're going to get the commoditized version of. I don't think you'll ever see a mass chain of muffin stores I guess Dunkin' Donuts sells muffins, but you don't go there for it. Uh, because your average person can make them at home relatively easily. And so, donuts, I think, are definitely overrated. I understand why they're overrated. I don't think it'll change. You know, we talk about foods becoming trendy, like crepes or something like that. I don't think donuts, they may never have a, a true revival like some of these foods do. I think it's just a little too ingrained. I wish they did, but... I don't know. I'm I'm underrated and or overrated, and I'm not particularly optimistic on the donut. I think it's right. time it sailed. Yeah. All right. I think I think that we uh, we share common ground on that donut issue. Uh, up next, oh, this is going to take a, an interesting and unique turn. You ever heard of hash? Whoa, whoa, Matt! This is not that kind of show. This is family friendly <laughs> oh, oh, stuff. Of course, I'm talking about. The breakfast hash. You know? Oh. You chop things up really, really thin, sort of dice them. I guess you dice them really, really small, like, and you, and you dice a whole bunch of things up and you put it all together in like a, like a, a mash or a hash. That's what it is, a hash. Um, that's, that's what I'm talking about. The, to me, this is the perfect Matt Mariani food. Taking a lot of things... Chopping them up, chopping them up, and he's eating them all together. Fine, like uh, that sounds like perfect, right up your alley. So, what's your thoughts on the hash? I think I'm kind of split because for me, hash hash works really well on a higher end market. I feel like if I'm going to like a fancy New York brunch place, which we should have Dan Miller on at some point because nobody knows more about brunch than that man. Um, he's had brunch like more than once in a single day. Wow. It's crazy. That's impressive. Follow him on Instagram and you will see breakfast as a brunch. You did not know were physically possible. Quite impressive. I feel like hash is a really cool concept in a place like that where it's high end and you can mix in really cool and unique ingredients because that's really what it is. It's a mixture. I feel like on the, the home level or the diner level, I feel like hash becomes much more on a plane or flat or just sort of a thing. And it loses that excitement we talk about and that uniqueness we talk about. And I know you're a unique home chef, Matt, but I don't know if that reflects in, in 
a lot of people who make hash at home. And actually, I don't think many people do make hash at home. Um, but I feel like hash is a really cool niche breakfast food. I think it works really well in a very high-end environment. Um, but I, I'm not buying hash as a sort of mainstream breakfast food. Uh, and I think it is... Uh, I kind of... I'm I'm very hesitant. I almost want to put this in, in grapefruit category where it's not over under appropriate. It's just sort of on its own because I don't think there's enough of a sort of general presence of it to really say. Because I can't really say it's it's overrated because it's not massively popular. I can't really say it's underrated. I don't I'm really I, I'm really confused on this one, Matt. I don't know. Uh, please save me from this hellhole okay. and tell me I'm what jump, you think of hash. I'm jumping in and I'm gonna pull I'm pulling you out. I'm saying that hash is so so underrated. Hash is great. I think that there's there's not enough places that even I mean even know the meaning of the word hash in the sense of the breakfast food. I think that you could uh, you could go to a diner. Some diners will have it, but um, I, I I'll tell you a little story. I saw on the program Top Chef. Okay, one of the uh, female contestants on Top Chef owned a hash truck that her fa- it was in her family for a really long time. Um, of course, she did not. She actually wound up getting chopped. She did not make it to the final round because she insisted on making everything <laughs> hash, and it got a little weird. Unsurprisingly, when the yeah. Hash and you have no, it didn't work. So uh, too much hash is not a good thing either. Um, but she really taught me, and I guess the, the viewers at home, like myself, that you could make pretty much any kind of hash in the world. Like you can make – the door open is open to all sorts of uh, chopping, and once, once you get that fine, it's almost like that, that uh, cooking field. What's it called? The uh, gastroastronomy. Gastronomy, yes. Gastronomy, yeah, that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, gastronomy. It's like that where you, you, you have like fine little portions of things and it, they taste like tastes you've never experienced before. Uh, and that's what's important about hash. And I think that it, it, it's, it's, ra- it's rather difficult to make at home, actually. Yeah. It looks because you just kind of have to mix everything together. But finding the right hash is very difficult. And that's why I give a nice tip of the hat to any uh, hashers out there. So I'm going to go ahead and say that it's underrated. And it's a, it's a nice street food that I'd like to see more of in more places. Well, All right. But... Moving on down the line, we just got two quick topics to cover. Let's do it. Our first one. Ready for this one? Uh, I was born ready. The breakfast burrito. Whoa! You floored me there. I'm a little surprised. Not, yeah, I didn't think you were ready. No. We weren't ready for this breakfast burrito, but it's happening, nonetheless. Okay, I think I'm going to go ahead and go first for this one. The breakfast burrito is a average-rated breakfast. I think that it's uh, it's pretty fairly fairly rated. Um not really much you can do it's good it's a good good breakfast um but i'm gonna say the only suggestion that i would have to maybe uh push the burrito into the underrated category um give it some some sweet give it a sweet side like i'm saying how the crepe 
has uh, a sweet side. There's a sweet side and a, and a savory side. Give the burrito, the breakfast burrito, a sweet side. Maybe add jelly, a jelly burrito with cream cheese. Jelly and cream cheese, always good marriage right there. Um, peanut butter and jelly burrito. A uh, bananas foster burrito. Just some suggestions. That's all I would say about it. Your thoughts? Maybe, oh, quick, fry it first. Fry the burrito. Double fry it in, in some type of delicious sugary batter. Powdered sugar. Yeah, I, I, I've i never been a big fan of sweet things on tortillas. Uh, I, like I said, I'd rather have a crepe or, or something like that. Um, if, if I'm going more sweet, that's just a personal taste. Um, the, the, the sort of core of the problem I have with the breakfast burrito is today a breakfast burrito is let's scrape all the things we normally serve on a plate for breakfast and put it in a wrap. <laughs> and that is the strategy for breakfast burrito. And that's lame. Tastes great. Whatever. But it's the same everywhere. Oh, look, it's eggs and sausage and bacon and a wrap. Wow. Whoop de fucking do. Uh, I, I think, I think for me, I'm going to agree that it's appropriate, but I think it could really be kicked up to an under by just adding unique ingredients, you know, put, and I'm going to just, I am not a chef like Matt, um, but you know, a, a kale or a, a squash, I don't, you know, I mean, just like, just okay. do something more unique with it. Like you could go into a restaurant and guess what is in their breakfast burrito 90% of the time. And that is never a good thing because you are just boring. So breakfast foods in a burrito, I think it's a great container for breakfast, right? We talk about Pop-Tarts being great because you just grab them and go or a bagel or these kind of things. Breakfast burrito fits perfectly, right? It marries that sort of on a plate breakfast feeling with the quick and easy to go. So I love the concept. Today, I feel like it's just too meh. You know, it's just too, too sort of flat and predictable. And I feel like if somebody can really come up with some a unique spin, and maybe it is sweet, or maybe it's just uh, different takes on the existing ingredients, um, take it to the next level and do some cool things. But I think the breakfast burrito, it, at its core, is a really great concept, um, mainly because of the, the 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 shape and the container and 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 the tortilla with the sort of the foods. So I I I'm a fan of the breakfast burrito. I think it's I think it's good. I want to see more of it. Sounds good. Uh, moving down the line, we have our last topic of the evening. Good, I'm getting our winded. Of the episode, yeah, <laughs> it's exhausting. We've been we've been on for over an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our last topic is is a little bit of an interesting one. I think that um. We'll have some interesting responses from the both of us. I chose a, a nice big uh, potpourri category of um, condiments, breakfast condiments. Ooh. Specifically, I'm going to say uh, your your preserves, your jellies, your jams, your cream cheeses. Maple syrup. Bu- maple syrup is on that list, too. We'll do like a nice little rundown of each one. Okay. okay. Sound good? I'll go first. We're gonna we're gonna start with jelly. Jelly. I'm gonna hit the button. I'm gonna say that jelly is highly overrated. I think that it's it's used on too many things. Um, I think that it's it's another area that needs exploring. I mean, 
How many varieties of jelly and or jams have you had? I'll fit jams in there too. Uh, strawberry, blueberry, and, and orange marmalade. That's about it. I can't. I don't think I've had any any other kind of grape. You have grape jelly too, but big whoop. Mm-hmm. It's to get more exciting. Kiwi jelly, pomegranate jelly. All of these are options. Cantaloupe jelly. Come That's on. That's not a thing. Let's do. Let's just. Let's make it more exciting. Let's 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 augment the preserves and make it. You, you could do so much with it. Put them on so many different things. Um, crepes, bagels, anything you want. A butter. Uh, I'm gonna say it's very mainstream. Butter's a mainstream condiment. Oh, it is very helpful in greasing up pans and things like that. Overrated for butter. Uh, cream cheese, though. Cream cheese pretty underrated. I'm, I'm feeling. I think that uh, you can put chopped vegetables. Have you ever had that? Chopped vegetables in your cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lox cream cheese, delicious. So uh, underrated for the cream cheese and the syrup. Syrup is uh, syrup is syrup. I'm going to say that it has a uh, average. All right, appropriate. Your thoughts? All right, I kept a list of these, so I'd do the same ones. Uh, your 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 jellies, jams. Um, you know, I'm actually going to say. I'm actually going to say I think they're underrated. I really do think they're underrated, and I think it is solely because butter and cream cheese, I think, have really eclipsed them. I think it used we used to be a much more jam centric nation, um, and I feel like it's sort of fallen. It's sort of the third option now. Um, whether you're talking, you know, toast or, or bagels or, or whatever you're going to put it on. Um, so I think, I think jelly's ready for a comeback and I really do think it's, it's a little underrated today. Um, but then again, like a lot of these foods and for me, bubble syrup is going to fall in this category too commoditized, too much sugar, too generic. If you're really going to go with the, the home and the fresh and the, all of that stuff, I think jelly could be a really exciting breakfast condiment alternative butter i think butter is absolutely overrated i think we just default put butter on everything and that is very disappointing um because butter should have its right uses and if you just put on everything it defeats the purpose so butter good tone it back cream cheese i'm gonna say appropriate because i think cream cheese is excellent and I think a lot of people realize that. So I'm going to say I, I think it's appropriate. Uh, for me, cream cheese is, like, way up there. I'm a big cream cheese guy. Uh, it's it's a go-to for me. Um, and so I, I feel like that's just about appropriate. Maple syrup, I'm going to say vastly. Probably my first vastly of the night. Vastly <laughs> overrated. Maple syrup mm-hmm. is good. Maple syrup is super sugary. People use way too much of it. <laughs> people think... More is better with maple syrup, and they couldn't be more wrong. We got the maple syrup police here on the show tonight. Yeah, I mean, honestly, no wonder restaurants have started, like, limiting people to how much they can use because people just, like, it's more maple syrup than it is pancake. I mean, it's crazy. Combine that with the fact that 90% of the maple syrup out there is high fructose corn syrup artificially flavored. Um, there's actually very little real maple syrup out there, and I think that's really disappointing because there is a big difference. Um, as a guy who comes from an area that makes a lot of maple syrup, um, I think it's really important to get the good authentic stuff and it's worth spending a little bit more and you don't put a, that's the difference. You have to put a ton of the fake stuff on to make it worth it. You don't have to use as much of the real stuff. So if you stick with real maple syrup, great today, absolutely unequivocally overrated. Okay. 
And I think there we have it. Oh my God. Breakfast marathon. Breakfast is now closed. It is no longer being served. Good. Thank goodness. No, I th- I thought that those were two two great episodes, and I and I kind of liked mixing it up with a sort of rapid fire uh, format. I don't know what you think. I, I I really liked it. I liked it. It was nice a nice change of pace. I'd like to see more of it. Yeah, we'll we'll alternate depending on the topic, and we'll we'll take turns doing sort of our longer soliloquy uh, speeches, and then the sort of short uh, short descriptions back and forth uh thanks all of you out there for for watching these two episodes we got to get to this week's question which we'll answer on next week's show um and matt you came up with this one uh and it goes back to our juice discussion and and how oj is a little bit overrated yeah oj is totally overrated he's uh he's not even that great of a running back i mean come on he's a I heisman winner next year no <laughs> So our our question this week for all of you, what fruit juice could become the new king of breakfast? So let's say OJ falls from grace, big scandal, uh, OJ did it, um, the glove fits, uh, we send OJ away. What fruit juice could become the new king of breakfast? We want to hear your answers. Tweet at us at Goldilocks Show on Twitter. You can also email us Goldilocks Show at gmail.com. Send us your feedback on the question. If you do, we'll probably read it on air. Uh, and talk and give our opinions which you may or may not want but we'll do it anyway so um give us your feedback on that question i want to remind everybody goldilockshow.com is the headquarters for all things goldilocks related there you have audio and video of all the past episodes you also have links on how to subscribe to us on itunes via rss and on your favorite podcasting app we also have links to our twitter and facebook and youtube accounts on there as well uh i highly recommend following us because that's when you know uh we post the questions there so we solicit your feedback we post when new episodes go up um it really is the best way to, and you can tweet at us, and we'll talk about you on the show. Like, how cool is that? Cool. I think it's cool. So, oh, do not delay in sending in those responses. And we promise next week, no breakfast puns. <laughs> Guaranteed. See <laughs> uh, up you all later. <laughs> all right. I think on that note, we have to end. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week on a new episode of the Goldilocks Zone. <laughs>